Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Off the Bar with Rob and Joey. I'm Joey. And I'm Rob. So, it's over. Season's over. We want to extend our congratulations to the St. Louis Blues on their franchise's first ever Stanley Cup. It was a good one. I really enjoyed this cup final. I did, too. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely was a, g- a great series. And yeah, I didn't very miss back it and this forth. year, like last year. <laughs> yeah. But, so, congratulations, St. Louis. Watching the all the cup videos has been great. Watching like Tarasenko out there just like ripping it up has been really fun. So not OV level fun, but it's been good. <laughs> St. Louis is like they're like a wholesome team. Like they're like very like likable all of them. Yeah, not that yeah. like the Capitals aren't. They were like more like the partying and like everything like that. But like St. Louis is like bringing out like all their fans and like just hanging out and just chilling. Yeah, it's not so much of a, of a shit show. Dude, man. Except for Brett Hall. Brett Hall is like, he's hammered, man, 24-7. Dude, the Boston fan base so butthurt, though. Like, every hockey group I go to, there's always, like, that one guy who's, like, classless St. Louis. They're trying to hurt people. They're fucking blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, get over it. Like, you guys lost. Like, no one got fucking hurt on purpose. And it's not even like they're out there, like, talking straight shit. Like, they're just, like, having a good time. They just won the cup. And like you said, it's, like, way more wholesome than you would expect, too. Yeah. Despite like, all those fuck words that they that's used how, after they won. Yeah, that, that was really funny. And then Ryan O'Reilly's just there, like, apologizing, like, 50 times because he said, like, he realized, like, he knew he was saying it or whatever. But then the one time he realized he said it on live TV when he was doing an interview, that was really funny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like that St. Louis played like that all year. It wasn't like it wasn't new. Like they're a heavy team. That's how they play. Like they weren't like you know elbowing people in the back of the head and stuff like that. Like yeah, it wasn't dirty or whatever. I mean, but I mean, I mean, there could have been penalties called in that game. Yeah, I mean, there could have been penalties called both ways in that game seven or whatever. And I'm glad that there wasn't. It was just the one penalty. So yeah, no, so I'm really glad at that too. That was friggin' nice that that was the only penalty. Yeah, that was. Man, would it? I still like, even though I I know we talked about it like being like the third out of the possible cup finals that we could have had or whatever. I honestly think that was probably the best one we would have had because I'm not really convinced. Oh, maybe San Jose. I mean, San Jose probably would have been good, but if we would have had like San Jose versus one of like those underdog teams, it would not. I don't think it would have been good. Dude, I just don't like. I just don't. It's just one of those teams. I just have to admit. I just. It's okay. I'll be bipartial when we're talking about their players and stuff. I like some of their players. Yeah, I don't players, hate them. But I just don't really give a shit about them. I think it's hype. It's pretty yeah, hype. Yeah, I, mean, I don't, and I don't hate them. And we talk about all sorts of stuff that they're doing right now. Yeah. So, speaking of San Jose, they just signed Eric Carlson to an eight-year, $92 million contract, $11.5 million per year. Man, it's a lot. Man, I mean, a lot. it's not a lot if Eric Carlson is his namesake but i don't know if that's really gonna happen again it's not that he's bad he's a great defenseman and it man but the in i mean a lot of people don't seem to be that concerned about the injuries and i'm not one of them i'm pretty concerned about it yeah i am too and even if you're not concerned about the injuries eight years is a long time for a 29 year old man yeah a 29 year old with injury history already yeah man and he I feel like a lot of his skill derives from his like speed and shit too. So when he starts to slow down, I just wonder. Yeah. And I don't wish bad on him, but I'm worried about the injuries too. But like, let's even put the injuries to the side. 
in Carlson's 35th, 36th year of life, is he going to be worth damn near $12 million? Like, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit too, where they, you kind of overpay guys at that age. And I mean, oh, this was a private conversation, actually. It wasn't on the air. We were talking about how, like, it kind of, I think that in the near future, me and Joey think that it's going to flip. Like, guys are going to start getting paid more at the beginning of their career and then start to slow down towards the end of their career. Where, like, right now, like, guys who are, like, in their prime, even slightly leaving it, tend to get overpaid for shit that they did already. Right, so, like, I just think... taking discounts before. When exactly. When 20, 25. Yeah. And, and maybe that won't happen, but I think it should. And I think it's more fair to teams. And I think it's more fair to players. Like, because, like, dude, what happens if you have that career-ending injury when you're, like, 28? You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. would be a shame. Like... Give the kids their money when they're out there putting up 100 points a year and fucking then when they, you know, when they've made their money and they've had their fun, if they've still got the body to play, you you know, they take a little bit of a break to go play for a winning team. And I just think eight years is a long contract for a 29 year old, like period, yeah. like period, like that's it. Like that's just pretty, you're pushing it. And um, especially, I don't know, I don't, I don't like it. And I think that they really, really fucked themselves with that one. Because even if even if Carlson was worth every dollar of it, you still already have Brent Burns. So, like, what's the point? Like, now you're going to lose half your team. Like, let's say Carlson goes back to his regular form. He's not injured. Like, how many people are you going to lose? Like, the casualties have already started to line up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they just traded Braun to the Flyers, so... And I'm pretty sure I've read multiple times that Don is already out. Like, he's not even considering re-signing with San Jose. Yeah. Um, I honestly, like, I don't know how many of these free agents they'll be able to re-sign. Like, I'd assume that if they can agree on the money, Pavelski will be back. Meyer will be back for sure. But, you know, and I mean, they have control over LeBanc because he's, an or he's a restricted free agent. But when it comes, I mean... Joe Thornton's one thing because, I mean, he'd probably, if he really wanted to play, he doesn't need to make any more money. Like, he'd take, like, he'd probably take a cool, like, two mil to play if they have I, it. I would hope so, but I feel like when they signed him a couple years ago to the, that $5 million deal for the next couple of years, I was like, why would you even do that? He's like 38, he'd take a discount. Like, why aren't you giving him, like, less money? So I, just, I worry about that because he should. That's what the team and him should do, but, like, that's what they should have did the past two contracts, too. Yeah, man, I don't know. They're, San Jose, like, I feel like it's not that Eric Carlson's going to, like, ruin it next year or two years from now. It's when, you know, Pavelski and Thornton really are done. You know, Logan Couture is already 30, like, you know, and you're still going to be paying. Like, just wrapped up in, let me do the math real quick, 11 and a half, 8. Seven, so fifteen and eleven is twenty-six and a half plus Couture's eight. That's what thirty-four, and then plus Evander Kane's seven. Oh, they got like I forgot about Evander 40. Kane. Yeah, they Ooh. have like well over forty million dollars wrapped up in five players, all above the age of thirty. Except Correct? Kane, he's twenty-seven. Oh, Kane's twenty-seven, Kane's but the other ones. Are, thought. Hmm. Yeah. Yo, but, and you know me, I'm not one of those guys who thinks your career is over at 30, so I hate that to say that, but it's a lot of money. Like, it's a, yeah, lot, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, yeah. And for someone like 
if Eric Carlson gets back to Eric being 100% Eric Carlson, then sure, he changes things. But if he is this Eric Carlson from, you know, this year, last year, whatever, like, how much closer did he make San Jose? Yeah. They went to the cup final in 2016. They lost to Vegas last year, and then they lost to St. Louis this year. Right they didn't on get any they lost. closer. Yeah. Like, they're still just as far away with Carlson this year than they were last year. I also they made it one more round, but and then they're going to lose pieces that helped them get there. Yeah, and and the, the what's really problematic is from what I hear, there's not a lot in the Barracudas, and they have like, well, I guess they just picked up your second and third, so that's good because they're but they 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 may end up needing bodies on the team. Period with the people that they could lose this year, and they don't even have like a lot of picks, so it's like it's kind of sketchy because it'd be one thing if it was moving in this direction, but it was like okay, but we're gonna have these prospects coming up as these guys age out. But I don't even right. see that for San Jose, so it's like. Yeah, I mean, honestly, their I mean, their best or their best prospect is probably Ryan Merkley, and he's a defenseman. So, you know, you How already old got is Merkley though. He's getting old now, isn't he? No, it? there's two of them. Um, uh, there's another okay. one that got drafted, I think, a couple years ago. This one, he's only 18, and he's good. Um, I don't know exactly what the upside is for him, but he's. I know that he's at least decent. But I mean, you know, by the time he's ready to, or like. Even if he's ready, you know, they already have three guys locked up for at least five more years. Six more years, actually. So. Dude, you want another thing that's concerning? Is I feel like San Jose used to be like that team where they had like a real good defensive core. They had Brent Burns, so they did have an offensive weapon, but they like played good D and their goalie was a better Martin Jones. So now I feel like if Jones is shaky... And now, not that Braun is, like, the piece that holds it all together, but, like, now you're basically just – your whole back end is just set set up to, like, try to get you points. And I still feel like they're missing a little bit on the front end. So it's kind of like – so now you're not even going to be good defensively. Like, you had that going for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think that they're kind of confident in some of these other guys that are, I guess, going to take – step in. Like, I, I've been hearing – well, ever since the – the Braun trade well today obviously but um <laughs> I've been hearing like reading things about this like Redeem Simic kid that I think I, he's not really a kid he's like 26 but I think they feel like he could come in and step into that role I mean they still have Dylan you know who's at least probably like number four number five you know yeah. obviously still have Carlson Burns and Vlasic um but I mean yeah I mean the, like you said it's they're already you know there's already casualties on this team just from signing Eric Carlson yesterday yeah and I mean that's probably one of the main reasons why they're gonna let you know I don't know like what the whole story with Don Scoy is or whatever but you know I don't know why not, they don't want that kid yeah I mean I they don't, don't seem I, to be too high on him yeah I like him like I said to you earlier like if there if we have room like he's like the ideal like person I want to target I don't know if we'll have room but you know if I could get someone for like the middle six wing it would be Don Scoy out of who's out there right now. Yeah. Dude, I just... I think players are starting to get paid too much in general. And I hate to be that guy, but it's like... The salary cap is going up at an alarming rate. And $11.5 yeah. million for damn near any player is a little ridiculous. Never mind. I don't know. Maybe I just get a little resentful of that. Just because I feel like that's kind of like selfish. I just like... 
Dude, that's like a lot of money. I really didn't like that Drew Doughty and him did that shit too, where they basically were like, well, this is what it's going to be. I feel like everyone, every GM in the league should have been like, okay, well, then you guys can fuck right on off. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, stand yeah, in solidarity. I mean, like, don't let them bully you like that. You know, like, no one wants Drew Doughty at 11 mil a year. That's retarded. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of agree. And, like, and I agree with, like, the whole, I actually was just watching, and I think a lot of people should watch it. I think a lot of people should watch the hockey guy in general. But he just did a video talking about, like, the cap going up. And actually, I kind of just want to shout it out because it was a good video. And I shout him out. I did just watch that, too. And that was really interesting. And oh, is that why you're saying I didn't that? know that about escrow? And yeah. yeah, no, that was good. Like just to like highlight like and like I agree. Like I think that the cap is like obviously it's good that the cap is going up, but I think it is going up too fast. And I agree with what he says. And because it's it's kind of out there like the players are willing to take less salary if, you know, the escrow goes down and if, you know, eventually, you know, they hope it gets to zero. I don't know if when or if that'll ever happen, but, you know, they'd be willing to take less money to combat the escrow to not have to give that up every year. Because, I mean, it could be anywhere like upwards of like 12% of their pay that they're like withholding and they don't really ever know if they're getting it. Uh, what was yeah, and I had never known about that. So like real quick too, and not to take anyone, but this is just what it is. And maybe people know about escrow too, and I'm just the only idiot. But like well, they just don't know. get like 11% of their paycheck. That's insane. Of course, I'd rather have 11% of my paycheck than the extra one or two mil that I'm going to get taxed all hell on anyway. Just give me yeah. my money. And that, and then and it would keep the league more competitive. Like, I don't know, man. Dude, it's been a while since we did this. Like, we didn't talk about Jeff Skinner getting paid $9 million a year either. Yeah. Dude. Like, But hold on. Let me shot this video out real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. So today is the 6th of June is when this video was posted by the hockey guy on YouTube. And I'll just shout out the title because I think everybody should watch it if you want to know more about, like, what's going on. Um with the cap and stuff like that it says it the title of the video is cap could be below 82 million coburn signs and news of the day so that's where he talks about escrow salary cap you know and i mean collective bargaining <laughs> yeah and i mean just like just to hit on like the salary cap like right now like they said earlier in the season gary bettman said you know it should you know it's possibly you know going to be around 83 million and they get and now it's coming out that it's probably going to be you know could be below 82 um did i say 82 before i meant to say 83 it's it was projected to be around 83 sometime during the season now you know it's potentially under 82 maybe more like 81 and a half vegas is already over like 83.2 million in cap for next year and they haven't re-signed a ton of players right i honestly like if they had any free agents this year i honestly don't know if they've re-signed anybody but they don't even have see that i worry about vegas because they aren't even going to have bodies because they don't even have a prospect pool. Like, they won't even have players. I think they are going to LTIR that David Clarkson contract, though, right? Isn't that theirs? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'll happen. But, I mean, you still have to re- – right here, right here, this takes care of the David Car- Clarkson's contract because I'm pretty sure that's like – it's like four or five mil, I'm pretty sure. It's a lot, but that's why they can LTIR it. Um, yeah, David Clarkson, 5.25 million. For next year, right away, this goes away because they need to re-sign William Carlson. Five point five two million, eaten right back up 
and more. Yeah. Well, dude, I feel like that's very, very short-sighted, too, of these general managers. Like, I fucking get it, but you're, like, cutting it close. And some of them, I just feel like if you were cutting it close and you, you went a little bit overboard, I understand trying to keep a squad together. But, like, some of these are just so stupid. Like, so stupid. Like that that Eric Carlson thing, I dude, I'm, he's a good player, but like that that kills any shot of you keeping like a competitive team, like anything that resembles the team this year. It's the Sharks will not look anywhere near the same next year. Yeah, I mean they're likely. I mean, you know they. I mean they could, and I didn't really think I would say this, and I don't know how true it is. I mean, but there, it's very possible that Pavelski doesn't come back. I think and that's that where he wants crazy. to be. I think that's where he wants to be, but I you know can san jose afford to pay another 34 year old center you know the money that he's probably deserved like again like san jose stuck in that thing is like pavelski's been there for so long and not that he hasn't made his money or whatever but like they probably owed him a lot more money yeah than he's made you know so but yeah i mean if any gm and i think like not to just quote the hockey guy but like if any gm was really like if they were setting their plans in that the cap was going to be 83 million they failed right from the beginning yeah like that and not that it was never going to happen or whatever but that's not the way you plan like i'd yeah. be planning that the cap was going to be 79 million just like it is right now or 79 and a half or whatever and then you're right golden now. yeah because yeah. then you you know and because i know because the flyers were there a couple years ago like even if like vegas is able to shed like to get under the cap like they could still be so close that it would be hard for them to like call up players from the AHL yeah because they don't have like they would have to send someone down just to recall them just because you know the cap hit for that day would be too much so Vegas is in like I honestly thought they were in a lot better shape and I mean it's not like the players that they acquired I don't blame them for acquiring but you know at some point you gotta say like enough's enough or whatever and, like, I commend them for getting Mark Stone because I think that's, like, good because, like, I'm not saying that he will be, but, like, that's someone I could see him, like, actually putting the, the C on and leading the team for a while. But, you know, the Pastoretti deal, you know, obviously didn't look the greatest this year. Paul Stasny, you know, whatever. You know, you had some injuries there or whatever. But, you know, those two, you know, kind of stick out now as did we go wrong there because now they have no cap space and, you know the cap might not be what they thought so but we'll see i don't know i just think vegas they got a little overzealous this season yeah oh for, i mean it's a should... two-year-old team shouldn't be spending money yeah i mean it's like it seemed like they really got in the win now mode like really really quick like they came in and they were like balls to the wall and obviously you know it was cool they made the cup final and it'd been cooler if they won or whatever but like i still think that they kind of went for it a little bit too much or whatever and they had the assets or whatever but now you know you kind of you know, but they didn't have the assets. They needed. A well, they didn't. Goal. Yeah, they needed those prospects. You're right. And, and you know and now, dude, if that team went to the final the year before, why did they have to make that many changes? Like, obviously, they overperformed, and we know that, and they knew that, so they went out and they got some guys. But it's like, you know, you could have let the fans just keep their nice little underdog team together. Probably still would have made the playoffs, even if you didn't. Not the end of the world. You sign Carlson long term. And you're not in this predicament now. And you get some prospects so that they can start coming up and you actually give them some excitement. But what do they have? One notable prospect left from that first draft where they 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't have... blame them for what they did last year when they were going for it at the deadline. I kind of blame them for like re-signing Statsny or signing Statsny, and again, like, yeah. And I mean, I'm not gonna blame them for Stone because that was a great deal, and I would love Stone, but like, he did a bunch of other shit before that, and. Think about how fucked yeah. they'd be if Marsha said was up anytime soon. They're so lucky they have that kid on a steal. Yeah. They would I mean, be yeah, super I mean, fucked. It's, har- it's hard to blame them for anything that they did. It's just... They did all of it. They were... It's like they're kind of... Like, they're almost like one year too early. And like where they... Not where they should be, but like if they were one year removed, you know, they would free up like Cody Eakin, Ryan Reeves making almost three, Paola making almost three... You know, contracts like that that would give you, you know, maybe nine to fifteen million dollars in cap space or whatever, and you'd have to replace them, obviously. But you know, it gives you wiggle room to, you know, find someone, you know, because like now they almost kind of need someone like Cody Glass to come in and play because he's on an entry level contract, yeah, and not making two million dollars a year or whatever. To where next year maybe he's really more ready next year, and you know, you can let Cody Eakin walk. And just be like, oh, well, we have Cody Glass, so he can do that now. Or whatever. Yeah. Or you would have had Nick Suzuki still. And you would have had Brandstrom still. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. well, actually, I don't blame him for the Like, Brandstrom, I think, was going to be good. And he'll be good for Ottawa. But, like, we, I, I like the Stone deal a lot. Dude, oh, yeah, no, the Stone deal is a good idea. I, and I can't blame them for that. And he was great for the team. He looks like one of those knights. I feel like he was an outcast. He was just too good to be part one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he never was going to obviously become a part of that team, like, fair and square through that draft. But, like, Otto was such a shit show, and he was, like, the last good player standing there. And I couldn't think of one good reason why he'd want to stay in that hell. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so he well, looks, like, he he looks good in the jersey. Like, he just looks like one of those fucking guys. Yeah. Great deal. But... It's that and patches and Statsny and the whole thing with Tatar and you know what I mean? And just, just, yeah. And I'm, yeah. And I just, it's just a lot. It's a lot. And you needed to keep, you needed to keep at least those three kids that you got with those picks. And like, they gave up them. It'd be one thing if they were still selling off picks too, but they gave away two of their only prospects. Like that's not a good idea. That's not a recipe. All I know is, is that we better capitalize, man. I'm so sick and tired of all these trades happening. Devils have the most cap space in the league. If I was fucking Ray Shero, I'd be on the phone with fucking McPhee constantly. Just like, who do you want to get rid of? I'll take well, any of them. Like, not McPhee anymore. It's not? Because uh, he promote, like he got promoted and um, the other guy took over. Wait, he's not the general manager? No. Um, what is that guy's? Who's the one who did that made this mess? Oh, he's still the one. He just did this like recently. I didn't know that there was like a promotion above general manager. He, I think he might be like, I don't, hold on, let me find out. Yeah, president of hockey. That's still, I feel like a demotion. Even if you get made more, you don't like do any. That has to do like hockey, <laughs> like real hockey, like the, the, you know, the, the gritty putting a team together he, stuff. Yeah, he promoted Kelly McCrimmon because he was going to get like stolen away and I they really like him. So they promoted Kelly McCrimmon to general manager and George McPhee is the president. So, but I mean, this is Mc, this is this is McPhee's mess right now. I mean, because this just happened. Like this ha- has happened since the playoffs has started. This poor McCrimmon uh, guy is probably like, well, what the hell am I doing? Does he even? Who is that guy? I don't even know him. Like, has he done this before? Um, I actually don't know if he's done this before at this level, but he was the assistant GM and. 
Um, I mean, he's been around a while. Like, I know who he is. Um, but I think that he was going to, like, get, like, hired away to, like, Ottawa or whatever. Like, he was going to, like, they were really after him and they didn't want that. So, McPhee was just like, all right, well, you can be the general manager now and I'll just be the president or whatever. Because he was, like, the GM president before. Hmm. So. I wonder if this dude, maybe a fresh perspective might fix this mess. That's actually pretty exciting. It's kind of fucked up, though, if he's never done it before. And you just slap him down and you're like, hey, bud, see our cap space situation? Yeah. It's kind of like setting him up for failure. But at the same time, it's exciting because maybe, because, dude, I don't know. They might have been right about McPhee. He might have gotten a little too excited. And that might that might be his M.O. But with this new guy, again, if I was Ray Shero or goddamn the Senators, anybody with like a ton of cap space, I'd be on the phone with them asking about Miller. Hell, even asking about guys for like Eakin and shit, like trying to squeeze more picks and shit out of them. Like, honestly, like make them suffer for what they did. Like, you know, we'll eat some of these contracts. What are you going to do for us? You know? Yeah. I mean, they really need to move money now. And like, I mean, because every day, like, I I, I don't think that it's going to be 83 million. And like I said, even if they, you know, when they put that David Clarkson contract on LTIR, they have to re-sign William Carlson. Um, you know, they brought that Gusev over from the KHL f- uh, for the playoffs. He has to be re-signed. I don't know how much he's worth or whatever, but, you know, that's, I'm assuming, someone that they'd like to re-sign because they just signed him to that contract and then it was up at the end of the year. Um, I mean, it's not like, the most necessary thing but i'd assume that they if they could you know they'd probably want to resign like maybe belmar and england because they don't have the bodies really i mean they have six defensemen under contract no you know prospects that i think are ready right now i think that um i think england shouldn't be a problem i mean i, I don't think, think so cool either they like just have to experiment but they also that. need a backup goalie they have to find one because I don't know if it's Malcolm Subban. Uh, I don't know. They, they need, like, it's all lower half stuff, but it's something that requires money. And that's something that they don't have right now. So yeah. it's going to come at the expense of probably someone like Colin Miller. And they're going to be, like, I think Colin Miller's a good defenseman. He had a down year this year. but So they're going to be selling low on him, which is going to be good for whoever gets him. It could even cost someone like Howla or Eakin or something like that to move you know, money around just to be able to be flexible throughout the year. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's really going to depend on what William Carlson gets and is worth or whatever. What's his status? Though? He's restricted free agent. That's unfortunate for him. Because if I was him, I'd probably want to walk. To be honest, like, they paid people last year. He had that great year. They didn't pay him. And he got the bridge deal. And now I think they're going to do what you said. They're going to be like, well, here's... Clarkson's 5.1. I think he's going to tell him, or he's going to want to tell him to go fuck off because 5.1. Yeah. With, if Jeff Skinner makes fucking nine, William Carlson needs to get some more money than five, like for short. I mean, honestly, like William Carlson could be in a similar situation, and I'm not saying this happens, but they could be in a similar situation to, um, to Jacob Truba because... I'm pretty sure this is his last year of restricted free agency, so he could just arb him for one year and walk next year. Yeah. And that might not be the worst thing for Vegas. I mean, it wouldn't be great, but, like, you don't really have the money, and, you know, maybe you can get a cheaper asset back, move someone like Eakin or whatever, 
you know, or, you know, gain a cheaper asset back and then that LTIR doesn't, you know, get, you know, thrown away, you know, you can actually use that space. Is Carlson playing the right? does, right? He's a center. He's centering that line? Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, March or so and Riley both play oh, really? both wings. Um, but I think it's normally Marcheseau on the left, Carlson in the middle, and Riley on the right. Hmm. I, don't know, I just like Marcheseau so much. I think he's a center, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, Vegas is not really in like the best situation. Yeah. But anyway, we kind of brought him up a minute ago. Jacob Truba is now a member of the New York Rangers. Of course. In probably, I'm not gonna say the worst, because like I said, they it's like. Winnipeg didn't have a whole lot of leverage, but you would expect them to be able to get more back, especially because the pick that they got was their pick that they traded to the Rangers for Kevin Hayes. So they just acquired their own draft pick back, and they got Neil Pionk from the Rangers. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's he's an NHL defenseman for sure. I mean, like, I think he's okay, but, like, they probably should have got... I mean, if they would have went into the year, I think, you know, a lot more teams would have... You know, they know that he doesn't want to be in Winnipeg. So even if he went to arbitration and went back to Winnipeg for one more year, they wouldn't get anything for him because, one, they probably wouldn't want to subtract because they should be a playoff team. So they wouldn't want to get rid of Truba like that in the middle of the year. And most teams would just take the risk of like, hey, you know, we can probably talk to this guy on July 1st next year and, you know, maybe get him to sign. Yeah. I mean, it's... hate to say it, but I think it was a pretty good trade in both directions. For what they needed, like, what was going to happen, I mean, Winnipeg at least got out of it, with, of it with a roster player, and they at least got back into the first round or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're probably after that, you know, I mean, obviously, like, Hughes and Kako are, like, one, and then three to five is, like, its own tier, and then six to probably, like, mid-teens is probably, like, the next best tier, so they're probably off that tier of, you know probably more in like a b-level prospect at that point but you know it's someone yeah you know it's better than nothing but i mean i don't know like i like troop is like one of the i think that probably should have happened before like probably last year and they probably would have got a lot more value back yeah but i mean true was also used to play less minutes too so you could really question if it was there or not i mean yeah and i'm i mean i'm not like i like jacob truba and like, I think he's good. Uh, I think he can eat minutes. Um, is I don't necessarily know what he's going to get or whatever. I'd assume it's probably eight something, maybe. I mean, I've heard like seven around there. And I don't know if I like Jacob Troop that much. He's okay, but he's always like, I'm not going to say always, but like Winnipeg, at least the last few years, has been good. And he's never really had to be that guy on his own to where... I mean, Shea's there, but, like, he's kind of the guy now. Like, this is a big deal for the Rangers or whatever, and he's kind of got to be that guy. So, and I'm not saying he can't be, and honestly, I think he can be. It's just unproven. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not no risk. I mean, mean, and as of right now, he hasn't signed with the Rangers either. So, it's not, like, it's not done or whatever. It's not like he went, it's not like Stone, like, they didn't have, like, a nine or an eight-year deal waiting for him on the table you know, when he got off the plane. So, I mean, it's not done. So it's still risk on the Rangers part, but I think they had a pretty decent understanding that he at least wanted to go there. Whether or not that's exactly where he wanted to go, but they had interest at least, so. Yeah. What do you think about the rumor about the Jets trying to move Ehlers for a defenseman, though? Um, 
I think it, I mean, I'm not going to say it makes sense to move like a player of Ehlers caliber, but I think that Winnipeg, I mean, I think that they're going to, not that they're going to be in like super cap trouble, but it's coming. I mean, Line is, is going to, you know, make some money. I don't know how much money. Um, Kyle Connor is going to make some money, you know, next year they have to re-up Morrissey. I mean, I think that they would re-sign uh, Tyler Myers if they could. I don't think they're going to be able to, but I don't know. I mean, that's a hard one for, for them. I mean, Ehlers is definitely there. I mean, he battled some injuries and his season wasn't as good, but it, I think he would make the most sense because uh, he has probably the most value of someone who I wouldn't say, like, I don't want to say doesn't hurt if they move him, but, you know, maybe hurts the least. You know, because, I mean, you're not trading Wheeler, you're not trading Shifley, you're not giving up on line A right now. Fair enough. At least that's how I look at it. I mean, it would be, like, this would be the worst time unless, like I said, oh, well, I mean, we said it in private, but, like, unless someone, like, gives you, like, an unreal offer sheet, and I'm talking four first-round picks, if someone does that, then I maybe you consider it or whatever. But he still has, you know, he's only 21, you know, he still scored 30 goals this year. He still scored 45 goals last year. He still has 50 goal potential at least. So I don't see why, you know, I can see it, it makes a lot more sense for, especially with Kyle Connor now, to for Ehlers to be the one that they look at moving or whatever. Because he's already on the deal, you know, $6 million, which, you know, could be a bargain, you know, depending on how many points he puts up. But, you know, I think it makes sense that he's the one because I think everybody else they really want to be part of that core, and he's maybe the sixth guy in that top six mm. in their eyes. I don't necessarily, I don't know how much I see it that way. I just feel like that's how they think. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I would, be, I'd like. I mean, I don't really want anybody else to come to the Metro. But if Carolina did that, I'd like that a lot for Carolina, and I'd like it for them. I mean, if they were to get, they said that they were like looking at one of the right-handed defensemen, so. Justin Falk or Pesci, Pesci right-handed, one of them, one of those younger guys. Um, I wouldn't hate it for them because, I mean, Bufflin's probably, you know, I mean, he's got this year and next year, and then he, I honestly think he's probably done. Um, you know, they're not going to bring back Kulikov after this year. Um, they already lost Truba. They'll have, so, I mean, after next year, you're probably looking at Morrissey, Sammy Niku, Neil Pionk, um, and that might be it. So I mean, it kind of make they kind of need to get some defensemen. Um, I mean, they still have Logan Stanley, who might turn out to be someone, but they could use. I mean, I think it would it would make sense if they if they traded Ehlers for a defenseman. I think that would make sense. Um, and not that I don't like um, what's his name, Justin Falk, but that probably wouldn't be the one for me. I'd probably go after the younger one. And, I mean, I'd probably be the one that uh, Carolina doesn't want to give up. But um, I probably wouldn't take Justin Falk straight up for Ehlers now because I'm pretty sure Justin Falk just got to be, like, 26, 27, 28, 27. I don't have it in front of me. Do you look at 27. And he's, only got one, and he's only got one more year left. That would scare me, the one more year left. Because if you didn't want to re-sign Truba, and, and Falk will make more money than what the Rangers are about. To, I mean, less money than what the Rangers are about to play tr- pay Truba. But, you know, still. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, it's even more reason why Carolina wouldn't want to give him up, but, you know, Brett Pesci signed five more years at 4.025, so yeah. that'd be the one I'd try to get if I were Winnipeg. All right, but we're going to get ready to wrap this up. Um, I'm going to talk about the Flyers real quick. So we talked about it a little bit earlier, but the Flyers traded 2019 second round pick and a 2020 third round pick for Justin Braun, and they traded Radko Gudis and retained 30% of his salary, which is like one mil or something like that. $1.005 million for Matt Niskanen. And I think it's fine. I honestly, I'm I'm content. Everybody think like, I'm concerned a little bit because, like I said to you earlier, I think it is, it's a, it makes you feel like they're kind of, Ghost is becoming the odd man out, which I don't necessarily think has to happen. It just... You know, with all the rumors that, you know, you've heard over the year and it's like, well, maybe it is kind of more true than we think it is. Although I think now would be the worst time to trade him because he had not a great year, but not, not Terry. His year wasn't bad, um, but he obviously has probably at least 50 point potential, if not more, you know, and you would trade him at one of his all time lows for, for what? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what you would acquire. Um, I mean, if Kevin Hayes doesn't sign, you know, even then I probably wouldn't want to package Ghost for a second-line center. Um, I mean, I would, but, you know, I'd rather just sign Kevin Hayes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are not, like, the happiest. And I'm not, like, I'm not ecstatic with anything like that Chuck Fletcher has done. I mean, if he can sign Kevin Hayes for a reasonable, that's, I'll be happy with that. Like, that'll actually make me happy if I can get, like, a reasonable cap hit. For Kevin Hayes, that'd be good. Um, I mean, as for trading for Braun and Niskanen, like, and buying out Andrew McDonald, like, we, that's one thing we don't have to worry about, you know. Um, and ha- like, and someone I wish I could remember, someone on Twitter said earlier, like, I think a lot of Flyers fans don't like forget that we're gonna start this year with Carter Hart, and it's yeah. like never like been like that before. Like, there yeah. probably hasn't been a goalie in. A decade that I was sure of maybe even longer if I'm like being real so at least I'm like pretty confident in like Carter Hart's ability or whatever like I'm not saying he's gonna like win the vest in the next year but you know I'm not worried about it honestly I'm more worried about like who the backup's gonna be than Carter Hart being the starter so yeah we'll just re-sign Talbot I don't think they're going to really I hear it's not likely huh I like Cam Talbot as a backup I did too I just I mean, maybe we just don't know anything. Um, I don't know. I, I just heard recently. Go to try to get another starting job. I don't even know if I just don't know how. Like, I don't think they like him that much, to be honest. They like, just don't like him. Yeah, I mean, not. I mean, I don't know if they like. I don't know if they like hate him or whatever. I just don't. It doesn't. The what I've been hearing in the past couple of days is that it doesn't sound like they're that confident in him, um, and that they're gonna probably look somewhere else and i don't know if that's free agency or if that's trade or or what i don't know who but i think that if cam Talbot was going to sign it probably would have happened already um and that's probably the same for brian elliott which i mean i didn't necessarily want that to happen anyway like it wouldn't have been the worst but goodbye (laughs) yeah Yeah, i'm not get someone new yeah i mean that's what i thought like i mean Talbot only played three games for us and, like, I mean, obviously, he's been in the league for a long time. So they didn't, like, need to, like, see him play for us to know, like, what he is. But 
I just thought it made sense to have Talbot. Obviously, you know, he's had years where he's been like a number one guy, or at least in that role. So, dude, he played 70 games. Yeah. I mean, whether or not he should have. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fair enough point. But he also did have a good year that year. And I'm not saying he's at level now and he should do that, but he is probably a guy who on another team could get the starting job. So that's why I figured if you could hold him down as a backup and you know he can play the minutes. So, like, if yeah. Hart needs, like, a break or something, like, or something happens, he hits a funk. Because he's still young. I, I have faith in him. But he's a young a young goalie, so you don't know. You know what I mean? They're going to get – there's there's going to be times. He's, he's not going to play 70 games this year. That's not fair. So, you yeah. might as well get a guy like Talbot. But if you don't like him, go get another one like Talbot. But I wouldn't I wouldn't keep Elliott because no. fuck him. Uh, and I wouldn't I just keep Neuvers because he needs to get out of no, there. That's and I wouldn't happening. keep. Yeah, I wouldn't keep any of your guys that like have tried and failed. That's kind of why I like Talbot because he he hasn't played a lot of games for you, so he hasn't been able to muck anything up yet. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, and it's even a little bit more surprising now that we're like really like stabilizing the defense. And I think like that's the reason why I'm not really like mad at any of these trades. Like, is like a second and a third for Justin Braun at this point? Like probably a little bit of an overpayment sure but if it makes my penalty kill next year better then okay cool whatever i don't really care like i'd give a second and third round pick if it means that i can have a decent not and not that he's going to carry the whole thing on his back but it's like if we like everybody wanted to make improvements to the penalty kill last year and we didn't do that so now we kind of we did that a little bit and i'm not saying these guys are like the best penalty killers ever but it's better than what we had because what we had got us you know dead last almost in penalty kill percentage at least at the beginning of the year and then it kind of came back but yeah. you know was that the penalty kill or was it heart making a save when we needed a save yeah well i mean you guys definitely made some improvements i do worry that they think ghost is the the odd man out and he wouldn't be my odd man out that's for i think he needs to do a lot worse than what he did this year before i lose faith in- yeah Unless i mean they know something we don't or or maybe we're just bugging and that's not what's happening, but I think that you said it best today in our little text that no one else got to see, where it was like, okay, fine, well, Gudis and Andrew McDonald or Niskanen and, and Justin Braun. Like, obviously, the latter. Like, <laughs> like you yeah. take Niskanen and Justin Braun. So, like, who cares how it happened? Like, that's, that's the reality right now, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's like, I can see it both ways. Like, I can see, like, and I'm not saying, like, it's not that I wouldn't trade Ghost. It's like... I just don't think that the return is going to be there right now. Like oh, no one's going to want to pay. Us. I wouldn't trade Ghost unless it was for something good. Like this, yeah, like and rumor, that's what this I mean. Andrew Shaw, Paul Byron thing. Like you need no, that can't. No, I will. I swear to God, absolutely I swear, not. I swear, I will not watch the Flyers next year if that happens. Yeah, that like, would be bad, dude. But like, I mean, if like we got like fair value back for him or something that was good or like I don't know, it's hard, like I don't want to trade him. So, you know, I would hope not. And I could see it both ways. Like, I could see trading him, and I could also see having, like, a top six of Proveroff and Niskanen, Sandheim and Braun, Ghost Myers, or Ghost whatever, however you want to put it. Like, that is, like, a versatile top, you know, six defense. So, and, you know. And, like, because I could always see, because I actually kind of, like, and not that I think, not that I necessarily want this to happen, but I think he could be serviceable in the role. We still have David Schlemko. He you could be who? the number seven, David Schlemko. When did you guys get David Schlemko? 
when we traded Dale Weiss, and then he played in the AHL for the rest of the year. Oh, shit. I didn't even fucking know that. I like David Schlemko. Like, he could be the number seven. I think Hell it would yeah. be fine. No, he's a good number seven. Ideally, yeah. that's where you want him. I'm not, like, so high on him he's going to come steal someone's job. But, like, if someone gets hurt, that's a serviceable de- defenseman. And he, and he's good because he's, he's versatile, too. Like, like he could play in why. any situation. Dave Schlemko, he's got a little bit. Like, if you needed him, it wouldn't be ideal. But, like, you could, like, play him on the power play. You could put him on the penalty kill. You can... You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I hope we wouldn't have to put him on the power play, but yeah. No, I, mean, I understand that, but I just mean like if you have two main power play guys, right, and they both go down, instead of putting like yeah. Justin Braun on the power play, like he's a little bit more inept to power play time than that. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like I've I've been a fan. Like I think that if like that's why I feel like Hay is like expendable because I don't really feel like I mean I had faith in him, and it's not that I have like I mean he could still get better. He's still young or whatever. I just like acquiring these two guys like makes me feel like we need ghosts we don't need Hague. Yeah. But, Whatever happened to Morin too? He's still there. Um he was hurt most of last year. He played a couple games at the end of the year. Um I mean he could also be the number 7 and I wouldn't hate that either. Like if he was 7 and Schlumko was 8 and then at some point, you know, we had two guys down and they were the bottom pair or whatever. Whatever. That's fine. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like not and not it's not everybody, but a lot of like man everybody's like freaking out i'm just like it's fine like everything's cool nothing's happened yet like it's not even i don't even know what there is to freak out about you got like two well because you got two older defensemen like i don't understand i think that's the thing there. i think the age is like the thing i mean they're 32 it's not like they're like 37 it's not like we traded for like ron hainsey dude or whatever you guys have a prospect pool too like if we went out and paid a second and a third i probably still would be happy because i'm so sick and tired of this defense but like at least we're still trying to replenish like a prospect pool and like adding talent and and I would expect more out of a second and a third. Like, yeah, maybe it's an overpayment, but like you guys have young players, you have veterans, like you have prospects coming up. Like, you don't fucking need the second. You especially don't need the third next year. Like, I don't yeah. I don't understand what there is to be upset about. Like, even if Justin Brown comes in, breaks his leg, hardly plays a game for you, it was worth a try. Like yeah it's I mean, worth a try like, honestly with you i guys. really don't see him as like a long term like honestly like if he was gone next year it wouldn't surprise me yeah but if he helps like one of your younger kids like who's going to be more defensive minded like chill out this year you know what i mean if that yeah. is a placeholder for more in to take a step or somebody like that then who gives a fuck dude you guys are like I don't know. I don't know, man. Again, I don't like gassing you guys up because you're my fucking most hated rival or second most hated rival. But, you know, I think you guys, your fan base, like, they never know who to blame. And so it's like, you know, I, I like you. Sh- <laughs> like, this was a coaching problem. Like, I think everybody's so trained to think that they're doing something wrong. Yeah. And because things haven't worked. And I'm not, And I'm not even saying that this is right or whatever. But, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know. We need to, you know, make it back into the playoffs. Me included. Like I said, we need to make it back into the playoffs. We should be, you know, I'm not going to say contending, but we should be in there. Like, we should be one of those teams, like, if we make it in, we should at least be able to make some noise or whatever. Like, I'm not saying we go all the way to the cup and win it like St. Louis did or whatever, but, like, we should be in there and, you know, we should have a shot or whatever. And then they make moves to at least, like, at least they think that they're doing the right thing or whatever. And like I said, like, 
I'd rather have Gudis or I'd rather have Niskanen and Braun than Gudis and McDonald or whatever. Yeah, that's a no brainer though. That's what and it's just like like what do you want? Like we don't have endless cap space. Like everybody's already freaking out about the cap space now. It's like you know what? Do you, who do you want them to acquire or whatever? Because yeah. like no one who's really good aside from Jacob Truba because they were kind of in a corner anyway. But like no one. Not a, or I shouldn't say no one, but not a lot of guys between the age of like twenty four and twenty eight get traded if they're good. Like you know, we're not gonna get a twenty seven year old defenseman. You know that, and that's the thing. It's like if Braun ends up on like the third pair, then who cares? Because it's just Justin Braun, whatever. But like hypothetically, like if we went after like Jared Spurgeon, and he ended up like he can't play on the third pair because that's not what he's for or whatever. He's just gonna leave at the end of the year. Yeah. For sure. But if Justin Braun is on the third pair, who cares? Because it doesn't matter if he leaves at the end of the year. Because we gave up a second round pick and a third round pick to get him that we didn't need. We already have prospects knocking on the door ready to go. Yeah, and defense isn't like your guys. Like, dude, if you have a goalie, a lot of these problems fix themselves. And you just, dude, and uh, you know, you shouldn't automatically assume that everyone's going to have a fucking great year. But you shouldn't also not automatically assume everyone else is going to have a down year. Like, people crying the sky is falling over Provorov and Ghost having bad years. It's just like, shh, 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 shh. Like, you guys weren't going to make the playoffs anyway. Shut the fuck up. Well, we could have. I wouldn't say weren't. You think a good year from Ghost gets you guys into the playoffs? It, yeah. Like, it didn't take, it wouldn't take more than that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it was their fault or whatever, that we didn't make the playoffs. I mean, it's more of if we... If we had, and I'm not, like I said, it's not their fault. If you guys had been good all year, you would have made the playoffs, but you guys fucking No, if, that's what if it we, is. well, yeah, I mean, sure, <laughs> like, I, I buy that. But if we would have had a good special teams all year, we would have made the playoffs. Guaranteed. I'd bet money on. And those two, Pro Roth and Ghost, are a big part of those. Okay, fair enough. But you don't think that the goalie problem in the beginning of Absolutely, the year. Absolutely, that's the biggest problem. Yeah. But. We made it to the playoffs with Brian Elliott and Michael Neuvirth and Alex Lyon. Yeah. And I'm not saying that was going to happen every year, but it happened. Dude, I'm just saying, man, you guys didn't click for half a season, and you went on another fucking really long fucking losing streak, and it's like it was time to make some changes. It's time to poke at things, like add people like Niskanen and Justin Braun. Like, that's what you do when you're a team like you guys. Or, like, what what are you supposed to do? Like... Go get P.K. Subban. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what yeah. the fuck? And you're, like, trying. I don't know, dude. I'm so bored. I'm a Devils fan. Everybody is so angry. We could have gotten true. It's never going to fucking happen. I have to listen to this. but And I'm so bored. I'm just so bored. I just want to get somebody. And it's like, you guys traded a pick for potentially not even signing Kevin Hayes. Like, I'd give up one of our thirds for that. Like, I'm so fucking bored. Something to prove to me that we're trying. Like, fuck yeah. it. You guys gave up a fifth round pick to try to sign Kevin Hayes. That was a great move. Even if you don't get him, don't need the pick. Who gives a fuck? Like, my team's worst prospect pool is worse. I don't need a fifth round pick. Like, there's no complaints about that. Like, I don't understand. Like, you're you're paying to, like, talk to a guy who, you're right, like, could be your second line center. So it's like, I don't know, man. I just don't know how you can complain about the stuff that you did until they trade Ghost. Now, then I would start complaining. Yeah. 
and that's but it. even then, it's not that they acquired Justin Braun. Like <laughs> A doesn't equal B here. Like you know, because they acquired Justin Braun does not mean that they're going to trade Ghost. So if we trade Ghost, you know, you can't blame them for acquiring Justin Braun or whatever. You can blame them for being bad and not knowing what they have or whatever. But like, it's not Justin Braun's fault, and it's not getting Justin Braun's fault or whatever. And like, I like Ghost. I really do. But you know how I feel about Travis Sanheim. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm gonna laugh. And when like, you're, I, you're fucking have Andrew Shaw and Paul Byron on your fourth line. <laughs> no, see, and at that ha- like, I'm not cool with that. Like, I'm cool like with trading Ghost for something, not Andrew Shaw. I'm not cool with trading for Andrew Shaw ever. I don't like him. I don't think he's that good of a player. But yeah, Andrew Shaw is a free agent. I mean, you don't trade for a guy like. <laughs> yeah, I already did my Andrew Shaw. His name was Dale Weiss. I don't need him again. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Shaw's can be a prick too. So. <laughs> I like Andrew yeah. Shaw though. He's a fucking asshole, and he can put up. He, he proved he can put up some points. But like I said, you don't He's like okay. trade him. You don't put, bring him in on like a, a like a star. Like fucking yeah. You deal. don't trade him for Ghost. Yeah, I imagine too. I don't, I'm just thinking this off the top of my head, so I could be completely wrong. I imagine they pay him too much for that service. To Andrew Shaw. Yeah. Like I'll all yeah, he that. makes almost four mil. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Ghost makes four and a half mil, and I'll, <laughs> I'd pay Ghost four and a half mil until he's forty. Right now, right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Fair enough. We should probably get finished up though. This was yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. It's funny. Did you get it all out of your system there, Flyers guy? Not as much as I wanted to. But... Well, keep going then. What do you want? No, I I don't want to be forever or whatever. I can talk to you later. <laughs> all right. But yeah, so. That's going to do it for us this week. Um, sky's not falling. Everything's all right. You know, just a couple picks or whatever, and maybe hopefully Robert Hag gets traded. So, But um, you can follow us on Twitter um, at Off the Barcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuck You Raff. Um, don't forget, NHL Awards, actually, this won't be out, so it doesn't matter. They're going to be on tomorrow, but you won't hear this until Thursday, probably. Um, drafts on Friday and Saturday. Devils got the number one overall pick. They're gonna fuck it up. Draft Capo Caco. Yeah. I... No, you're not. I, I honestly, I am off that boat now. Yeah, I don't think there's a fucking chance. But dude, but it is sad because I, I, I'm not trying to be that guy because like I want to just take Hughes and do the the right thing. And I think that that there's a lot of there's a lot of proof to that being the right move. But like, man, watching those highlights of Kako just makes me so sad that he's going to the Rangers. It's That's why it's hard. It's not because it's like, well, he's so much better. It's just hard because he's like, no, but he's still so good. Like, that, his skating yeah. is so smooth. Oh, fuck. Yeah. The worst part <laughs> about the whole thing is that, like, Kako could easily have the better rookie year. And then all your fans are going to be pissed. Like, oh, should have taken Kako or whatever. But... Hughes will probably be well. I'm not even gonna say probably. Hughes will be the better overall player. Yeah. Just maybe not year one. Yeah. But maybe year one. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. So that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, we will be back next week with a little draft recap. Talk about Jack Hughes and how the Flyers didn't trade their first round pick because they're not going to because we can get a good player. <laughs> Unless Kevin Hayes doesn't sign, then we probably will. So. All right, but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Once again, this has been Off the Bar. I'm Joey. And I'm Rob. And we will see you guys next week.